Everybody loves the touchdown. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. The grand slam. Fly ball to center field. Ethier has done it again. It's a grand slam. The buzzer beater. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. But how did those players get to that moment? And who built the venue and signed the contracts? Each week, we dig into the business side of sports and give you the answers. This is Sports Business Radio. Now, from our studios in Portland, Oregon, with Sports Business Radio, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show in the country dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us this week. In our next segment, it's the Sports Business Radio headlines of the week. We've got some insight around the historic Derek Jeter ball. We'll talk about that. In segment three, Bill Sanders, a VP of marketing for BDA Sports. BDA reps Rajon Rondo, Yao Ming, Steve Nash, Greg Oden, and others. What are players doing to market themselves during the NBA lockout? We'll talk to Bill Sanders about that coming up in segment three. In segment four, one of my favorite football players in the NFL to follow, Danny Woodhead. Little Danny Woodhead, five foot seven, two hundred pounds, New England Patriots running back. He's kind of the Rudy of the NFL, even though he doesn't consider himself uh, an overachiever. He's got a new deal with Skechers. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about his terrific year with the Patriots last year and what it's like to play with Tom Brady. That's coming up in segment four. Couple of other notes: visit my sports business blog, download the SBR podcast on demand. Just go to sports businessradio.com. Become our Facebook friend. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at SB Radio. Those icons are located on the front page of sportsbusinessradio.com. Griggs, uh, a stinky all-star game. It's turned into like an infomercial. They've got interviews with Justin Timberlake. They're promoting X Factor for Fox, and then they mix in a little bit of baseball. Yeah, it's like baseball's the background. It is. It really is. It, it was just a joke. I, I kind of flipped it on for two seconds, and I'm like, what is this? And I went to something else. And the ratings were putrid, and we'll tell you what they were next. But, uh, boy, Major League Baseball's got to figure out what to do with the Midsummer Classic because it's not really a classic anymore. Headlines coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. This is SBR. Back with more after this. Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. My guest is David Stern. He's the commissioner of the NBA. It is always a pleasure, Brian. Bill Hancock, he's the executive director of the Bull Championship Series. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. My guest is Mickey Loomis. He's the executive vice president and general manager of the world champion New Orleans Saints. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you. My guest is Mark Emmert. He's the president of the NCAA. Oh, happy to join you. My pleasure. My guest is Eric Spolstra. He's the head coach of the Miami Heat. Brian, appreciate it. Glad to, uh, glad to be on the show. Mr. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our free iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. 
It's time, baby. Special news bulletin. At Sports Business Radio, we're always on top of what's happening in the world of sports. And each week, we break down the stories you need to know about. This is Headlines. I want to be in the headlines. On Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio. Headline number one, Derek Jeter, New York Yankees, five for five in his historic game where he gets hit number 3,000. He does it via the home run route, only the second player in Major League Baseball history to hit a home run for his 3,000th hit, Griggs. So 28 guys have done it now, only two via the home run route. Jeter doesn't hit many home runs. And Christian Lopez, 23-year-old cell phone salesperson, catches the historic ball. Then he does the right thing, according to many people. The moral thing, I guess. He gives Jeter the ball. Doesn't say, I need millions of dollars. Doesn't say, I need this, that, and the other. And he gets a few autographed bats, some balls, some jerseys. He gets four tickets to the Yankee suite valued at $60,000 for the remainder of this season in the playoffs. Then we learn because the IRS always has to get involved, that Christian Lopez may be taxed anywhere from $5,000 to $14,000 on these items. And you go, oh, this stinks. This guy did the right thing. And now he's going to end up you know, having to pay potentially $14,000. But a smart company comes in to save the day. Miller High Life comes in and says, you know what? Christian Lopez did the right thing. We want to support him. Whatever his taxes are, we'll pay him. You know why that's brilliant, Griggs? For that $14,000 in taxes that Miller High Life will pick up for Christian Lopez, they're going to get a million dollars plus worth of media exposure. Exactly why Miller is one of the greatest marketing companies out there. I mean, the beer companies know what to do. These guys are great marketers. Another perfect uh, example of sliding in there. They get the freebie advertising like we're talking about today. Everybody, right. I mean, they're going to get all kinds of pub on this. And uh, it's a great move. The story is, is awesome. I and mean, the whole story is cool. I love how he gave the ball back to him. Then you see kind of the downturn with the taxes, and then bang, it's right back up at the top. It's a good story. Another company that's rewarding Christian Lopez for doing the right thing is Tops trading cards. They're going to give this guy his own trading card. That's kind of cool, and it's very one-of-a-kind. So, you know, look, this was his hero. He didn't feel like he wanted to charge Jeter for the ball. I know there's a lot of people out there. You know, I said on my local show on 750M in Portland this week, I probably would have said, look, I'm not a, you know, diehard Jeter fan. I want half a million bucks, and I want two tickets to every Yankees game for the rest of my life. I think you have that kind of leverage. And the the thing that's really interesting here, Griggs, with this ball is Steiner Sports had signed a deal with Jeter beforehand. It's not even Jeter's ball. So this deal wasn't really between Jeter and Christian Lopez. It was between Christian Lopez and Steiner Sports, who basically— paid Jeter a deal before and said, when you get this historic hit, we're going to have you sign all this memorabilia. We get the ball. You know, we'll give you a base and things like that. So I don't feel too bad for Lopez if he were to have negotiated a, a big money deal. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it comes out good either way. I think it's a great, like I said, a great story. And it just proves that this day and age, anybody can be a star in one second. I mean, this guy goes to a game, right. gets tickets from his girlfriend, I think you were saying, and Boom. Now everybody knows who he is. It's crazy how quick. Just one hit, and now he's a star. It's yeah. crazy. It is. It's, it is really interesting. Uh, our next headline, Major League Baseball All-Star Game. 7.9 rating. 
Griggs, if I tell you that rating is the lowest ever for any All-Star game on TV, that probably means something to you. I've said the, the All-Star game in Major League Baseball has lost its luster for several years now. The ratings slide every single year. Last year was a historic low. Now this year it's even worse. They've got to do something or several things to change it up. And Fox has turned this into an infomercial. I mean, we've got to watch two-minute commercials promoting Simon Cowell and the X Factor. And, you know, I like Justin Timberlake, but he's out by the pool in Chase Field, and he's promoting his next movie. And like we said in our opening segment, it's like, oh, by the way, there's some baseball going on here as well. Yeah, it's just a mess, and it has been for a couple of years, and it just continues to go down. And they tried to throw in the you know the you know NL or AL home field advantage home field in the advantage, World Series, which, right? I mean, that's kind of a, it's like a little you know, who cares, whatever. I mean, it shouldn't be awarded that way. It should be the best team with the best record gets the home field advantage, like it is in all, most every other sport. And uh, yeah, it's just a it's background. Who cares? Here's the other interesting note with the All Star Game, and it shows you how far this game has slid with the players. 16 players elected to the All-Star Game this year decided not to show up. 84 players in all, Griggs, in Major League Baseball can say they're All-Stars because of the 16 who decided to decline. Now, this is bad news for Major League Baseball teams because these players have bonuses in their contracts. So now you've got to pay out additional bonuses to players who you know didn't even play. So... A lot of money tied up there, whether you realize it or not. Our next headline, best story of the year in sports so far, U.S. Women's World Cup team, they're getting it done. And they're playing this weekend in the finals in Germany against Japan. And what another great story. We know Japan, the devastation from the earthquake and the tsunami. The, the Japan women have never really been a factor in World Cup, but they are rallying this year behind their country. It's going to be a compelling matchup, but the TV ratings are excellent. Uh, the women have won in exciting fashion. That Brazil game was one of the most unbelievable games I've ever watched in any sport. And it's really compelling stuff. Say what you want about soccer and women's soccer, but uh, I prefer watching the ladies' soccer team to the men's soccer team, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with that, and women's tennis is also uh, high on my list. Just be- <laughs> just because I like it. I don't know why. I of just, course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But anyways, yeah, the uh, the women, U.S. women, is it's phenomenal. You know, I, I love watching them because they play like such a great team. Like, they, they use do. everybody on the field. And they never give up. They don't give up, and they have so much excitement. I mean, when they score that goal or they make that pass, it's yeah. like they're just going crazy. So it's fun to watch. And like I said, Japan, too. Cool that they're in it, and uh, you can see the country kind of rallying behind them, too. So. And is there a better name in sports right now than Hope Solo? I just don't think there's a better name in sports than Hope Solo. She's got 100,000 followers on Twitter. I think she becomes a huge star after this win or lose in the final game. Our next headline, the British Open going on this weekend in Sandwich, England at Royal St. George's. And uh, I think everyone wants to see, can Rory McIlroy follow up his historic U.S. Open performance with a solid performance at the British Open? I like watching the British Open. First of all, you know we're on the West Coast. And you've got to get up at like four in the morning to watch it. But, you know, secondly, Lynx courses, we've got a terrific Lynx resort here in Oregon, Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, which I've played several times. Lynx courses are so different than your normal course. You've got a bump and run. You've got heavy winds. 
you've got to do several things to adjust your game to play these courses. And it's fun to watch these pros try and play a course that's completely different than the course they played at the U.S. Open. And I think the, the British Open really shows the pro the pro he is because of the adjustments they have, they have to make with the weather and the whole different course. And yeah, it's, it's fun to watch because you get to see these guys, these athletes really change their game to win this tournament. So it's fun. Our last headline of the week, it's the weekly NFL NBA lockout update. And all right, I was wrong. I said the NFL work stoppage would be settled by July 15th. It hasn't happened. I think it's still going to happen. I don't think we're going to miss any regular season games. But uh, boy, a lot of lawyers involved in this, and we'll tell you about that in our last segment. I've got some information around that that's going to blow your mind. But uh, the NBA lockout, they're not even meeting. And you've got players who are talking about going and playing internationally, so that's a mess. And we'll talk about that more next week because NBA players, you may see several players in addition to Darren Williams either barnstorming or going and sign with other teams uh, in other parts of the world. Coming up next, Bill Sanders, VP of Marketing for BDA Sports. They represent Greg Oden, Rajon Rondo, Yao Ming, Steve Nash. What are players doing to keep themselves visible marketing-wise during the NBA lockout? We'll talk about that with Bill. And then in segment four, it's Danny Woodhead, running back for the New England Patriots. I'm Brian Berger. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR after this. Now I'm trying to get back Before the cool done run out I'll be giving it my best This and nothing's gonna stop me But divine intervention I reckon it took in my turn To win some or learn some But I won't hesitate No more, no more Hi, this is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. Well, I'm dusting off my golf clubs and looking forward to enjoying the gorgeous Oregon summer weather on the golf course. Like many of you, I'm on a budget. I want to tee it up when it's convenient for my schedule, and I enjoy playing golf courses that deliver a private golf club experience. That's why I want to tell you about the Ghost Pass at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club. The Ghost Pass is Oregon's premier frequent player program that allows you to play the world-renowned Ghost Creek Golf Course for over half off of the regular greens fees. And with your Ghost Pass, you can make your tee times 14 days in advance. The Ghost Pass program sets itself apart by offering a competitive tournament program, which includes one exclusive Ghost Pass event at Witch Hollow. The Ghost Pass is available for only $150, and here's the best part. When you sign up for the Ghost Pass, you'll receive a complimentary round of golf valued at $150. So you literally can't lose when you purchase the Ghost Pass. Go online to PumpkinRidge.com and sign up for the Ghost Pass today. I'll see you on the links. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. We're back, and Bill Sanders, the Vice President of Marketing for BDA Sports, he works with a number of elite players and handles all the marketing and endorsement deals for them. And I'm just curious to talk to him about what he's doing with his players during the lockout and how those players are being marketed. I've known Bill for a long time. We both went to Loyola Marymount, and it looks like I've got him. Bill Sanders, how are you? I am doing great, Brian. How are you? Good. Always good to catch up with you. So let's start by talking about, you know, we're in this lockout and the NBA has 
removed images, names, likenesses of all current players from NBA.com, from team websites, from NBA TV. What is your agency doing with your players to get your players' names out there since the NBA has kind of gone dark on all of them? Well, some of it's, it's sort of business as usual because it's, it's off-season anyway. So this time of year, we're normally sort of engaging with our rookies, getting them up to speed on how things work, starting to build their awareness in their local communities, et cetera. So some of it's very typical. Um, you know, obviously, it's hard when you can't work with the team marketing departments. We work really closely with all of them to help promote our guys and build their you know, affinity in the local markets and their relationships with the fans. So we can't do that. The good thing is this time around we've got social media at our side, and so you know players are just engaging directly with their fans through their social media channels. Yeah, I know you've got Rajon Rondo and Greg Oden and uh, Yao Ming and Steve Nash, and I love what Nash does through social media. I guess, you know, Bobby, our board op, asked me last segment, who's my favorite athlete to follow on Twitter? Now I have an answer. It's Steve Nash. He, he does some brilliant videos. He uh, gets out there with his vitamin water campaigns and some of the things he's doing. Uh, what else are you guys doing via social media? Well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Rajan. Rajan is uh, is moments away from reaching three million fans on Facebook, which is really exciting and really a big deal. So we're we're focusing on uh, on some promotions with him to sort of help celebrate that. Uh, and you know, really, what we're doing with social media now is is engaging with sponsors and utilizing it as as an additional asset in our endorsement deals. And really, I've said this before, but but today. Uh, uh, social media fan counts are the modern-day Q scores. You know, sponsors aren't really worried so much about Q scores anymore as how many fans does the guy have because it's sort of free media that, that they can use, you know, to promote their partnership with the athletes. Interesting. So when a guy signs with BDA Sports now, it's probably just standard protocol that you're going to launch a Facebook and, and Twitter page for them, right? It's it's Yes, it is. And, in fact, we have a, a social media handbook that we give to all our new players, sort of player's guide to social media best practices because you know there's a just you can't just turn on the channel you really have to engage in facebook and twitter youtube they all have their own idiosyncrasies that that you have to sort of honor when you get engaged uh you know otherwise fans won't really respond to it we're joined by bill sanders he's the vice president of marketing for bda sports let's talk about uh this lockout here and you know i know um, guaranteed contracts is one of the topics that is on the table. I know the owners would love to move away from guaranteed contracts and go more to the NFL-style model where they're not guaranteed and you just get your signing bonus. Where do you stand on guaranteed contracts in the NBA? Well, obviously that would be a massive, massive concession for the players to make. And, and you have to just keep in mind that my perspective is purely from the perspective of a marketing guy, you know. Uh, I'm not an agent, and the people that I work with that are agents, you know, have different perspectives and perhaps more informed perspectives. But I always try to look at things from the fans' point of view because fan affinity and, and uh, enthusiasm is really what, what pays my bills as a marketing guy. So uh, I, I think that guarantee contracts certainly do present somewhat of a problem and ought to be discussed. Uh, but the problem right now is that uh, – you know, the, the NBA is, is a little bit like Washington, where, you know, in D.C., the Republicans say, you know, tax hikes are off the table, but everything else is on the table. You can't really get into a negotiation if anything is off the table. Otherwise, you know, the players can say, okay, guaranteed contracts are off the table. If the owners are going to say, well, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, we're not going uh, to do any uh, contraction, you know. 
there, there are certain things that both sides have to be willing to consider that are difficult choices. You know, I, we're trying, we're in part, we're, you know, they don't want to do more revenue sharing, you know. I think the NBA is trying to legislate against bad management is what they're trying to do, you know, is that these, these teams that are bleeding money, you know, some of it may be the economics, but a whole lot of it is, is you know, the way those teams are managed and run. Oklahoma City and San Antonio, small market teams have shown that they can succeed, but they have to make prudent management decisions, not just in terms of the players they sign, but in terms of their marketing practices in the market. They've got to understand their local fan base, price things right, and, and you know, provide a really good product that sponsors and uh, fans are willing to get behind. Bill, you've been doing this for a while. How is today's player different than the player of maybe 10 years ago? And we know about the social media and things like that, but the mentality of the player and just what the player comes into the league with. Hmm. Uh, that's a, it's a fair question, and you're right. It's, it, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it is definitely a different day and age. And, and you know, some of it's just a product of getting older. When you've been at it for a while, you're just a little bit older than you were when you got started in the gap between you and the, and the, and the clients is, is a little bit broader. But, you know, I, I think we're certainly in a different era, as you saw with the LeBron thing and where, you know, the old school guys that we all knew and loved, like Magic and Barkley all came out and Jordan said, you know, I wanted to beat my competitor. I didn't want to play with my competitor, you know. But I think part of the challenge, in, in, and I don't like to see players moving around so much. I don't want the NBA to become like baseball where – all the stars are playing for the big market teams. I don't want that to happen. But, you know, if you're a guy like Carmelo Anthony and, and you know, the Denver Nuggets don't have the ability to pay you a whole lot more than the New York Knicks do, Carmelo's going to want to go to New York. You know, suddenly if cash can't be the big thing, um, you know, then there's going to be other things that, that maybe someone wants to play closer to where they grew up. And those are all things they're entitled to, you know. I might relocate to a small market if someone paid me a whole ton of money but, you know, likely not. And, and if, if money's, you know, more or less equal, then I'm going to look at other quality of life decisions on where I want to live. I happen to be from L.A. I like it here, and it's where I'm going to stay. And someone would probably have to pay you a whole heck of a lot of money to leave that beautiful town of Portland that you live in. <laughs> We're joined by Bill Sanders, the vice president of marketing for BDA Sports. So, yeah, in the NFL, there's franchise tags. And are you saying that you might be in favor of the NBA going to a franchise tag model? So LeBron and Dwayne Wade and, you know, Chris Paul and Kobe and the elite guys aren't able to move from team to team. And, you know, when we saw what it did to Cleveland when LeBron left Cleveland, say what you want about LeBron, but it left a big vacuum and a big void there. It's it's terrible. And it, it, again, that becomes we become more like the baseball model, which. I don't think works. And the other thing is, I, I think the NBA has to make a decision on what they want because, you know, on our side, we argue that the bird rights are really, really, really limited. I mean, you can't really make that much more money by staying. Uh, and, and yet, you know, the NBA wants to restrict movement. And I think in some ways for fans, the restricting movement is a good thing. But if you're going to restrict movement, then you've got to find ways to, you know, entice the players to stay. Bill, you're a guy that's out there talking all the time to uh, people in corporate America about doing endorsement deals with your players. And we've seen in the last few years, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, Tiger Woods, uh, Michael Vick, athletes that were on a big pedestal take a big fall. What's the 
the temperature out there right now with companies and their willingness to take a risk on aligning their brand with an athlete's brand? Well, there's definitely more caution out there. Uh, and I, I tell our players this all the time. We live in the age of transparency. Who you are will be revealed. So if you're a stand-up guy, uh, the companies are going to want to know that and feel comfortable about that. If you're telling everybody you're a family guy and you're not, or you're telling everybody that you're ultra-loyal and you're not, they're going to find out. So I, my, the first thing I recommend is just be who you are. On the other hand, when a guy like Rory McIlroy comes along, everybody forgets all the times they've been burned and they just rush to him because we all want heroes. Yeah, that's true. And, and I've said, I don't think Rory McIlroy will ever equal Tiger Woods just because in America, we want Americans seemingly. And, um, you know, I saw firsthand with you on, on the trip to China in 2007 how important Yao Ming is to the Chinese people. I believe here in America... Roy McIlroy can get to a certain level, but I don't know that he'll ever eclipse Tiger Woods in his heyday just because he's not, he's not American and he's not playing over here regularly. You know, I think there's some truth to that. You know, when Yao first came out and really was, was doing his thing, um, uh, the, the American corporations went nuts for him. So there was some truth, and I think Rory's got tremendous personality. He's got great humility. I really think he's going to achieve great things, and it helps a lot, of course, that he plays in an ind- individual sport. So I think you're, you're right. I mean, tennis has suffered since the days of Agassi and, and Sampras and all those guys that suffered here in the U.S., even though you got two or three of the greatest tennis players in history playing right now. It's just not captured the attention of, the, the, of Americans. But, you know, Roy's an English-speaking you know, good-looking guy who's friendly and charming and personable and could easily be American if it weren't for his brogue. So, yeah, I think he's got tremendous upside here. I think he may be somewhat limited because he's not American, but we'll see. Last question for you before I've got to cut you loose. I see a report out this morning that Darren Williams may go play in Turkey. And I know you're not an agent. You're the marketing guy at BDA. But if one of your clients came to you and said, we want to go play abroad during the lockout, isn't that a big risk if they get injured? We, we actually spearheaded that many years ago with Michael Oluwakandi. If you remember when he was the number one pick in the draft, uh, there was, that was the last time there was a lockout. And we did a contract for him over there in Italy, and you know, it had all sorts of out clauses and things like that. And you, know, you can get insurance. You have to be very, very careful. But uh, if you think about it, if, if, God forbid, if, there's, if the whole season is shut out, you know, and an average player plays, you know, five to six years. You could arguably be talking about, you know, removing 20% of that guy's lifetime earnings with a, a, a one-year lockout. I think it affects the big guys like Darren Williams a lot less than it affects the mid-tier and the lower-level guys. But, uh, you know, we've got a very big thriving practice in Europe. And for guys who, you know, want to make money, if, if the season's locked out, uh, we'll completely support them. Interesting stuff. I've got to have you on more often. I know this is all the time we have right now, but Bill, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Happy to to represent Lion Pride with you anytime, Brian. All right. Go LMU Lions. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more. SBR will be right back. I walked across an empty land. I knew the pathway like the back of my hand. I felt the earth beneath my feet, sat by the river and it made me complete. 
Hi, this is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. It's no secret that we're battling a tough economy these days. It's more difficult than ever for companies to position their brand in a unique way and reach their target audience. Sports Business Radio can help you, though. Sports Business Radio is syndicated in markets nationwide. Our popular podcast is regularly rated in the top 100 business news podcasts on iTunes and has listeners around the world. But our radio network and podcast aren't the only places your company will receive exposure when you join our family of sponsors. We'll also give you exposure via sportsbusinessradio.com and at our new Sports Executive Speaker Series events, which feature a conversation with a key decision maker from the world of sports in front of a live audience. And best of all, we can expose your product to the big-name guests that appear on our show. We'd love to have you on our team. Please contact me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com or at 503-701-2215 if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Sports Business Radio. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. We've got Danny Woodhead joining us from the New England Patriots. Danny, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. So, this lockout's been going on. You can't talk to your team, can't work with your coaches, you can't go to the training facility. How do you prepare for the upcoming season? Uh, I, I try to prepare just like I, I prepared, you know, my first three seasons in the NFL. And that's just to, you know, get ready, whether it be strength conditioning, um, wh- whatever it is, maybe studying, um, you know, you know, some of our offense. And, and just trying to get ready, make sure uh, – that I can uh, go in whenever you know we're called to go back and and not miss a beat. Has Tom Brady gotten the team together? Are you working out with your teammates, or are you working out with uh, other people? You know, there there has been times you know where where guys get together, and guys always are going to get together. Um, we we make each other accountable. If you know we're not in the same town, it's just you know we we've got to all make sure that we're doing what it takes to. You know, once training camp starts, to to get together and and be ready to go. It's got to be uh, interesting. It seems like there's going to be a lot of things condensed into a short amount of time. Do you think that players might be more uh, likely to have injury when the season starts because you haven't had the opportunity to work with the coaches and have the full time leading up to the regular season? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Uh, just because. That's that's not my department. I don't know uh, about injuries so much, strength and conditioning. Uh, more so, I'm just I'm just trying to do what what has worked for me in the past. Um, I really don't know how things are going to go. I'm just I'm trying to you know get my body prepared to to go through training camp and to go through a full season. We're joined by Danny Woodhead. He's a running back for the New England Patriots. So, Danny, you're 5'7", 200 pounds. You played at a D2 school, Chadron State in Nebraska. I think one of the things that makes you marketable, and we're going to talk about your sketcher, Sketchers deal in a minute, is you're, you're kind of an underdog and you're a lunch pail type guy. Do you see yourself as that type of a guy? It's never, it's never been the thought, you know, in the process of, of my athletics, I no matter what sport I've played, 
I've never considered myself an underdog. Um, I consider myself a, a athlete, you know, just like everyone else does. And, um, you know, if, if people want to, you know, become fans of me before because of that, I'm, I'm totally down with that. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just another athlete in, in my own eyes. Working with Tom Brady, I look at the roster, uh, Wes Welker, yourself, um, you guys are terrific athletes, but it seems like Tom Brady's a guy that gets everyone to raise their game to the next level. He makes everyone around him better. Would you say that's true? He's a great quarterback. Um, you know, one of the one of the best in the game probably ever. And, you know, he, he obviously is, um, you know, with what he's done, has made people better. And, you know, it's a it's a great opportunity for me to be able to, to, to play with a quarterback like that and, and learn learn just different things from the game. And but we we have a bunch of guys that, you know, we can learn from from the game. Um but he's definitely a great quarterback. You had nine hundred and twenty six total yards from scrimmage, five touchdowns last year. What do you see your role as this year? You came and you obviously showed that you can play at a high level in the NFL. What do you want your role to be this year? Well, it's never never been a concern uh, for me is what my role is going to be, how many touches I'm going to get. That's that's just not who I am uh, more than anything. I'm just concerned about being ready to go in training camp and helping this, helping the team do whatever whatever we can to, to win games. And so, so my goal really is just to be the best teammate that I can be and, and you know, hopefully games will be won um, you know, in the process. I see that the team drafted running backs in the second and third round. How do you think that impacts your position on the team, or do you just, like you just said, you just work your tail off, do what you can do, and hope that the chips fall in place? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just just work as hard as I can and, and, and try to be ready for whenever my, my name may be called. Um, our, the, the coach staff that, that we have is, um, you know, a great coaching staff. I'm not going to I'm not going to even try to second guess any of their decisions. Um, those guys are guys that I'm sure can help us win. And my my concern is just to to do the best that I can every day. Joined by Danny Woodhead, running back for the New England Patriots. Danny, you went to camp last year with the New York Jets. By the way, I loved the Hard Knocks documentary on HBO and following your progress and that team's progress. But then you were cut. You went to the Patriots. Rex Ryan and Bill Belichick. It seems like night and day as far as coaching how was that transition uh you know the transition um it was it was was tough because i was just thrown you know that first week i had to learn learn different playbook um but as far as you know the the head coaches thing that's that's not something that i um really thought about it's more so just trying to get ready for the next game and just working and and trying to get familiar with my uh, new teammates and new coaches, and I was just trying to get ready and make sure I was ready for that Sunday. Talk about the complexities of an NFL playbook. I had Dennis Dixon from the Steelers on last hour, and he talked about the complexities of the Steelers playbook and playing the quarterback position in the NFL. You've got to be a sharp cookie to be able to learn these complex playbooks and in a short amount of time, right? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's definitely different, uh, you know, from the days in college. Um Going from college to a, to an NFL playbook, um, yeah. So I mean, it is complex, but you know, it's our job to to know that stuff. Um, we're we're professional football players, and 
um, it's our job. So we're expected to know it. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many days you have. you got to go in there and, and learn it the best that you can. So, like I said earlier in the interview, you played at a D2 school, Chadron State in Nebraska. Uh, what was it like playing football at Chadron State in Nebraska? And did you care at the time about getting to the next level, or were you just concerned with, hey, I just want to be the best college football player I can be? I, I've always tried to stay in the present. Um, I, I felt that I could play at the next level. That was something that obviously was a dream, and, and I thought um, – you know, maybe if things things happened, right, I'd get a chance. Um, but I was just I was trying to be the the best teammate that I could in college. Um, even my senior year, when there was more talks about me maybe playing in the league, that wasn't my concern. My concern was to try to help my team, um, you know, win as many games as possible and try to uh, make it to the ultimate goal of winning the national championship. So that was that was my goal. My goal's always been, you know, team goals. Never have had individual goals. Speaking of individual things, though, I mean, I was doing my research for this interview. It looks like, other than Barry Sanders, you had more yards from scrimmage than anyone in the history of college football. That's astonishing. I mean, that's quite an achievement. Uh, you know, I had, I had great people around me. And, you know, when you have great people around you, uh, it makes, you know, it definitely makes you look a little bit better. And I had great linemen, receivers, um, you know, everything that – that it was around me to, to make uh, me look even more successful. So I was, I was very fortunate. Let's talk about your deal with Skechers. I see it's a two-year deal. You're going to promote the Resistance Pro Speed Running and the Pro TR Training Shoes. Uh, they're tailored to serious athletes and active enthusiasts. Tell us about how this deal was a good fit for you. It was a great fit for me, I think, because of the products. Um, I don't want to go out and just endorse a, a product that isn't, you know, going to be something that I wear or something that helps me. And I think, you know, the new technology with the midfoot stripe that um, both those shoes have, it kind of propels you forward and um, it makes you, you know, quick off your feet. And, and it's something that um, I, I really believe has helped me and I think will continue to help me with my speed and, and the pro TRs with being able to do agility drills. It's something that, you know, fits for me because the product's great, but also because, you know, the, the people at Skechers, the Skechers family, kind of the same story as me. People don't expect a ton, you know, with these, maybe the athletic shoes, but no one's really expected anything of me either. So it's, it's kind of a great fit. So you guys are both overachievers maybe, right? Uh, I, I don't know about overachievers um, or, or or whatever way you put it. So so maybe that could be it. But I just people probably don't expect um you know as much from from either. So Joe Montana is a sketcher spokesperson. Have you gotten the opportunity to meet Joe Montana yet? I I have not. Definitely uh, definitely would be something something awesome to do you know in the future. But I have not yet. Who were some of the players that you looked up to growing up? I grew up uh, in Nebraska, so all our regional coverage was the the Denver Broncos. <laughs> so I always grew up watching Terrell Davis and uh, and John Elway, and so I, I watched a lot of the Broncos. 
Nice. So, you know, I think you're a marketable guy. I, I deal with athletes all the time who, you know, do endorsement deals. And, and I think you've got a lot of marketability. Are there other companies out there? If I said to you, all right, Danny, what other companies are authentic to you and your brand like Skechers that you'd like to go do deals with? Who would they be? Uh, you know, I, I guess that's not something that I have uh, have really thought about. Maybe that's something I should think about. No. You should. You need to think <laughs> no. about it. You're a marketable guy. I, yeah, I you know, I've I've, I've seen that your jerseys are, are in some cases outselling Tom Brady's jerseys in Boston. Gosh, that's news to me, man. But <laughs> we'll we'll take it, I guess. Um, you know, I'm I'm honestly, it's it's not something that I try to concern myself with too much. I'm excited about this Skechers deal, and you know, more than anything, just trying to trying to stick stick to what I do best and play football. And you know, um, this this Skechers deal came along, and I'm more than more than excited about it. That's great. And you've got some uh, security with the Patriots now. You signed an extension with them, so you're probably going to be with them for a little bit too. Bill Belichick, you know, we talked about Tom Brady earlier. What is it like to play for Bill Belichick? He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's had so much success. I, th- I think the, the thing that you said is he's a Hall of Fame coach. And, um, you know, to, to be able to play under someone like that is amazing. And um, just to, to learn... Um, just day to day, game, you know, week to week. Just, just learn from him is a great opportunity, and um, I, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to play for him. And you know, it's last last year was great, and you know, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Have you gotten any updates from? I know each team has a players' rep. Has anyone updated you recently about when we may finally see a conclusion to this lockout? You know, honestly, I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting sitting back hoping that something gets done and you know just trying to trying to do my work and that's to to be the best professional football player I can be and you know well once once things get figured out hopefully um soon you know I'll I'll be ready Danny Woodhead running back New England Patriots thank you so much endorses Skechers go out and get some Skechers today appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, we'll catch up with you soon best of luck this season Uh, Thanks a lot. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. This is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. Every championship team has one thing in common. Good coaching. And I want to be your coach. Your media coach. When I'm not hosting Sports Business Radio, I team with former Nike PR director Lee Weinstein to form New School Media Coaching. New School Media Coaching uses a fresh and interactive approach for educating our clients about dealing with today's media landscape. Whether you're an athlete, a coach, or a front office executive in the sports or business world, we'll prepare you for communications with the masses in today's social media world where everything is on the record. And just like any good coach, we'll help you practice your new skills and we'll be there to provide constructive feedback every step of the way. With a combined 40 years of experience, we're veteran coaches, but we use a new school approach. For an overview and a list of our services, visit newschoolmediacoaching.wordpress.com or email me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com. This is Sports Business Radio. Well, I've got your biggest winner of the NBA and NFL lockouts. Check this out. The law firm of Dewey and LaBeouf. They're based in New York. Their firm is having the summer of a lifetime. 
They're handling the NFL and NBA lockouts. They're also handling the Dodgers bankruptcy. And according to people I talked to this week, Griggs, they're billing at $500 an hour per person for each project, and they've got a team of people working on Dodgers bankruptcy, NBA lockout, NFL lockout. So we talk about winners and losers. Big winners, Dewey and LaBeouf in New York. That law firm is raking it in. Those are just figures that when you when you say that, it's like you can't even really put your mind around. First of all, just making $500 an hour. Right. And then multiply it times how many people and how many cases they're covering with all this stuff. It's just unreal. The other story I have for you this week. So Francisco Rodriguez, K-Rod, was traded from the Mets to the Brewers. And on the surface, it's a pretty good deal for the Brewers because... The Mets send $5 million in cash to the Brewers with K-Rod, which essentially covers his salary for the rest of the year. But at the beginning of the season, there's a clause in K-Rod's contract that says if he finishes 55 games, then the team that has him has to pick up his $17.5 million option for next season. Well, guess what? As of this taping, K-Rod has 21 more finishes, not saves, finishes in his contract. So you know that come save or finish number 22, the Brewers are going to be like, hey, sorry, we can't put you in there because we're not paying you $17.5 million next year. Sorry, guy. So we may see K-Rod pitch in the sixth and seventh inning so he's not finishing games. That's how money impacts what we see on the field. Yeah, you know they've got somebody sitting there saying, okay, you know, he's got his hands out. Okay, he's got two games left. He's got one game. Okay, kill it. <laughs> That's like the most important job on the Brewers staff right now is keeping track of K-Rod's finishes because if they go over that and they have to pay the $17.5 million, someone's getting fired. All right, a lot of thank yous on our show this week. Bill Sanders from BDA Sports. Danny Woodhead, Patriots running back. Our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Jared Melzer, Darren Peck, Ron Barr, James Harris, and Doug Zanger. Podcast reminder, you can catch our show every week on demand. Just go to sportsbusinessradio.com, click on the podcast page, or click on the iTunes link. We've got a survey at sportsbusinessradio.com trying to learn more about our audience and who listens, how you find us. Win a chance to promote your company or brand to our global sports business radio audience. Fill that out if you would. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. My guest is David Stern. He's the commissioner of the NBA. It is always a pleasure, Brian. Bill Hancock, he's the executive director of the Bowl Championship Series. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. My guest is Mickey Loomis. He's the executive vice president and general manager of the world champion New Orleans Saints. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you. My guest is Mark Emmert. He's the president of the NCAA. Oh, happy to join you. My pleasure. My guest is Eric Spolstra. He's the head coach of the Miami Heat. Brian, appreciate it. Glad to to be on the show. Mr. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our free iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio.